Welcome to the Can of Spam Podcast, your weekly serving of nincompoopisms and absolute buffoonery. And don't forget the dad jokes and poop stories. Let's get it. Are you ready for another episode of the Can of Spam podcast? That is my best, uh, what is it, Bruce Buffer impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, becoming the new like thing now. Yeah. Hey. Just trying to get the energy up, man. Because I, like I, like, I feel like at one point I had introduced the podcast and it was like, hey guys, we're back again. It's just me and Kavika this week. So I feel like if somebody heard that, they'd be like, yeah, next episode's great. Wait, you, you said that like that was me reading that. It's just me and Kavika. I don't... You... <laughs> We're starting early with making you the enemy. All right, I like it. But yeah, welcome back. I'm All right, glad. so Nick, what do we got planned for today? All right, we actually have another guest, but same, same, same. Same guest, same another. Anyway, Brett's back. You have the guest. What up, Brett? Yay, what's up, everybody? We love having you on. I know, thank you. I love to be on. Yeah. Uh, it's your accent. It's just soothing. It is. Soul. So- yeah. It's soothing. So, uh, soothing. I don't know. Like I, I talk and your guys as close as come off. I don't know if that's normal. It is. Your your accent well, is yeah. like a lotion. It's just so <laughs> soothing. Well, I, I got ready prior to you coming over and just took my clothes off right off the bat. Yeah, so. I, I, I was like, okay, all right, that's easy. Yeah. So okay. Uh, so we're naked. <laughs> all right. So so for our um show today, we got a couple things planned. We got a draft today, of course. This isn't in the order. Um, I should probably give you the. The, the, yeah, lay out the timeline so right, that, here's you, our time. that gonna, spammers know what to expect. We're going to kick it off with a little intro from Brett, hear from him what's up in his life. And then we have a, kind of a new segment. Where, I, I don't even know if we want to call it a segment, but I think it's we're definitely gonna, a segment. Segment. Uh, take all three of us on. So we're actually going to take the worst things about ourselves, put it in a machine, and we're going to create a person named Carl. And we're going to discuss Carl's life with all of our horrible traits. It's the see. male version of Karen. Everybody has a Karen in their life. We're trying to create a Carl. Exactly. And then uh, we're going to end with a, a draft um, on not related at all to it's any of these It's a scary things. one. But uh, yeah, movie monsters, which I'm kind of excited. And I think I kind of will explain a little why we're kind of going to go there because we all watched something recently and I just think it kind of ties in a little. So yeah, we'll talk about that a bit too. But welcome. Good to have you guys. Yeah, uh, real quick, if you can give us a, a a thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening to us on. If if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we deeply appreciate you leaving a positive review, five stars, mash that five-star button, and um, we'll read your reviews on air and give you a little shout-out. Yeah, if, if you've listened and you haven't left a review, leave one. Please. Yeah. Rodney, leave a <laughs> review. <laughs> Speaking to our one listener. Anyway, all right, so why don't we, uh, why don't we kick it off? What's our first thing? Yeah, so Brett, welcome, bro. What's new in your life, man? Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, not much, dude. Just, you know, plodding along, living the dream. Uh, lots of uh, work on the horizon, so that's always good. Um, but we were chatting earlier. Um, we were talking about, we were, we were joking about um, magic mushrooms. And um, because uh, both uh, Kavika and I uh, take the supplement called Athletic Shrooms from a local brand here in Hawaii called uh, ATH. So everyone's first thought when they they hear shrooms are magic mushrooms. Yeah, because you you both are like, oh Nick, you want to try this shroom? And I was like, no, I don't. And you're like, what man? Not it's not all magic shrooms. It's this athletic one. And I was like, yeah, of course. You hear shrooms, you think magic mushrooms. Yeah. So the 
sort of research has uh, shown that like uh, mushrooms like cordyceps, lion's mane, things like that actually have a huge benefit, health benefits, but they're not psychedelic. So you're not going to trip out. You're just going to sort of enjoy the health benefits. And um, the athletic shrooms from ATH was probably one of the best supplements I've ever taken where you can actually feel the results straight away. The results of those, that being um, that it's uh, super crazy concentration and focus. And then I've also found it helps with cardiovascular exercise. Yeah. It almost like gives you like a like an adrenaline pump. Hmm. If I could like put it into a real world situation, a lot of times I'll go to the gym, right? And I'm just not, I'm, I'm dying right now. There's something coming up in my lungs and I almost exploded. But um, <laughs> so a lot of times I'll go to a gym. And I'll just sit there and I just don't have the motivation to, you know, go hard. You know, those days you get to the gym and like, I'm going to go hard today. Sometimes you just don't have that in you, right? You put on that first set and you just, you just feel weak. You have no energy with the athletic shrooms from ATH. It's, it's almost like I don't, I'll never have that problem, but I also don't feel like I'm on pre-workout. Like you ever taken pre-workout? Yeah. Oh yeah. It it feels like you're on crack. Hmm. Like you're just driving, gripping the steering wheel and making grooves with your hand into the steering wheel while you're driving to the gym. I don't like that. And it gives me the jitters. Like, I just feel like I'm on crack. Literally. This is like a very constant, good level, like a slow burn, emotional focus or like, yeah. yeah, Like a, almost like a slow burn, I guess. Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah there's no jittering. It's not like, it's not like you have a coffee. It doesn't affect you like that. It, and there's no come down from it either. Like a crash. Yeah, you don't crash from it. You just like, it just kind of just fades off. You cannot take it after five o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I can't anyway, because I cannot sleep. Okay, so there's caffeine in it. <clears throat> no, 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 no. It's just the, the natural ingredients. But I have noticed that my brain is like, it's, my brain is on. That's so interesting huh. because I've, I've noticed that when I do take it during the day, even though it's, the effect is worn off, I usually actually end up sleeping better that night. Yeah. Even though I've taken it like way in the morning. Okay. So it's weird. I've known you guys for I've known you guys for a while, Kavika longer than Brett. I've never heard you mention this thing to me. And before you answer I that just question, <laughs> oh, you just got this like literally like a week ago. Okay, I would have been found out about it soon then. Well, I wanted to vet it before I just stuck it in your drink and okay. You. Here's roofied me. Bill Cosby'd me. Well, here's my question whoa, though. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Yeah, I know. It's about to try and do my voice. <laughs> you take the mushroom pop. And they put in the jello pudding. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's that's not. We're, we're gonna cut that that's out. That's my Bill Cosby. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Do you have to call it shroom? Can't you just say mushroom? That's well, like extra syllables. Well, the thing is, like, it's like shrooms. Like, oh, bro, I'm on shrooms, man. That, I'm that, tripping out. That's exactly my point. But the, the, there's like a whole bunch of brands, <clears throat> and it seems like the. Sorry, excuse me. He's dying too. He's about to explode. It's going around. Uh, it just seems like uh, you know, like four sigmatic. They also do the same thing. They're they're uh, a brand that you can buy at Whole Foods. Uh, they do teas, coffees, hot chocolate, um, chocolate, so many different um, things with Four Sigmatic. So I don't know. I think the the shrooms thing is like a buzzword okay. because people think of it like oh magic mushrooms. I'm so badass, <laughs> but it's not because it's just you know it's I just helping you. your athletic abilities. Um, I did try some other brands and it didn't have the same effect as the ATH. Is is it a powder pill? It's a pill, yeah, but it's okay. a powder. So, um, I was listening to another podcast, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he had a guy called Paul Stamet on there, and he is the number one uh, expert on mushrooms, everything from edibles to um, psychedelics. 
and he was talking about all the health benefits and that they're using that they're now using psychedelic mushrooms in microdosing experiments at like the top universities in the in the country on people with um, PTSD, depression, and um, also uh, Alzheimer's. Right, with the key ingredient being what, psilocybin or something, Yeah, right? psilocybin mushrooms. But it, it's such a small dose that people don't uh, trip. Okay. They just, it basically rewires your brain. That's crazy. And it's, it's a big thing right now. Like, and they're trying the same thing with MDMA, um, all these other things that they're trying MDMA? to get. MDMA? Uh, ecstasy. Well, for, for, for oh. my roommate. <laughs> You may not know what that is. <laughs> How interesting. I, you know, I've been doing some research recently. This is sort of along the same line. There's something called a VO2 Max. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. I just found out the Apple Watch, which I'm a huge fan of, has, it can measure your VO2 Max. And basically, for those that don't know what that is, it's how much um, oxygen your body, I think, absorbs during high-intensity interval training workout stuff. Yeah. So the higher the number the basically better your cardiovascular system is at giving you oxygen during endurance stuff or yes. you know intensity stuff. And the Apple Watch can measure it. So I've been like checking mine. I'm not going to tell you what it's at. I'm definitely, I'm on, I'll tell you, I'm on the cusp for my age range for being male, I'm like between average and below average. I'm like right at that kind of tipping point. And uh, I've kind of been wanting to get it up a lot more just because I see the number and I'm like, it should be higher. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, mm. it's pretty cool. I mean, the Fitbit does the same thing. Oh, it, so it your Apple too. Watch isn't so special. <laughs> yeah, but it does way more than just that one no, thing. I'm, I'm just kidding. You. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just, just, <laughs> now, just now I'm defensive. <laughs> yeah, now you're on the triggered. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, just try. Just take one and just see. Like, is it is it like one of those things where you got to take it? To get it in your system before no, you start to see the no. effect off the bat. So um, at Kakoa Collective, the ATH actually had a, had a um, a whole sort of wall of product, and when people would come in, they'd be looking at the product. I'm like, that is the one thing that and the gut health mm. were the two things that I noticed off the bat, instant results. Um, everything else, you know, you take your vitamin C's and you take your protein powders, but you're not. You're not noticing the effects. They're working. They're doing their thing. Right. But you're not seeing it like or feeling it straight away. Like you're like, well, why do I even bother taking this? I don't even know if it's working. But it is. Yeah. But you just don't see the results. Yeah, yeah. You know, straight Your away. Your body's not decaying into death. I, I would agree. So so recently, maybe the past, I don't know, three months, maybe? Kavika actually kind of encouraged me a lot. I've been taking a green tea pill supplement. Um, I, I think like two a day or something like that. Yeah. And... That's been awesome. I haven't noticed like anything specifically. What I have noticed though is my body's my metabolism is just working better. Like that's the only thing I can kind of like feel like yeah. it's is doing well. The other thing is I now take a multivitamin, which I never took before. But Kavika's like, just try it, take one. Um and again, I don't like feel what it's doing. Yeah, it's more of a long term thing, but you you'll thank yourself yeah. twenty years from now. Because I just know that I'm not eating things that have zinc in it. Right. You know, you know what I mean. I know zinc. <laughs> Let alone the hundred thousand other vitamins. That, yeah, yeah. That and especially right now with everybody getting sick, zinc is key. Yeah. Mm. The only thing I don't like about zinc is if you take it on an empty stomach, it really makes your stomach upset. And I usually oh. take my multivitamin before I go to bed at night. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't take multivitamins on an empty stomach because I will throw up. Yeah. I'll eat it. I'll take them after breakfast. Actually, I usually take the the green tea you're supposed to take after breakfast or after you eat something with a lot of water. So I'll do that. Mm. Maybe I should just pop the multivitamin with it. Yeah, I think you should. Or something. Thinking about becoming old man. 
and getting one of those little pill organizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, step- I have one. Oh, do you? And you organize? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be stepping on my territory. I'm the resident old man here. <laughs> That's true. Do you take fish oil? Uh, I used to, okay. but then I ran out. And then it was one of the things where it's like, I don't notice the results immediately, so maybe I shouldn't be spending too much money. Yeah. But, I mean, I think actually my multivitamin, it's multiple pills. I think oh, one okay. of them is fish oil now. Oh, do you take kind of like so a, maybe. what do they call those things? Like like a power pack or like a, a Z pack or whatever. Yeah, my brother works for a, you know, a vitamin shop. Not vitamin shop, but a vitamin store. Yeah. And he recommended one for me, so. Oh, nice. I, I should check that. that out because, well, the I bought this thing at Costco, just the biggest best like one i could find and it ends up being just a kirkland brand multivitamin which is great but there's like 600 pills in that thing and i just take one a day yeah kirkland have a really <laughs> good one it's uh all the the vitamins are derived from organic sources mm. so they're not generically made in the lab okay so there's that one from costco which is really really good it's not 600 tablets on it but you know there's a, obviously a lot i think there's like 180 but my issue though is if i want to switch I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm the guy that'll wait until I finish this one before I start a new one. Well, do it. Why waste? I'm three years out before I'd be able to switch. Crank them every day. Take five a day. <laughs> well, a lot of them. It's not like gender specific. I mean, there are stuff that helps men more than help women, but it's not to say that you can't take it if you're the wrong gender. Oh no, I'm just saying I got a lot. So of them. I mean, no, I'm saying like you can share with your wife if you wanted to. Oh yeah, she, she's been taking that one as well, but she yeah. said it hurts her stomach. Oh god, but she stopped taking it too. But I think it's the zinc thing. Yeah, yeah. Because she'll take Maybe it. similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. Well, it's good to see you, Brett. Uh, I love having you on and finding out about that stuff. I I'm, don't mind checking it out. That'd be yeah, cool. I mean, um, that brand, I mean, ATH, like I say, it's a local Hawaiian company. Um, they have so many things now. Yeah. Like, so many different products. Um, their protein is good. Like, everything is really clean and, like, really well-made. And, uh, yeah, highly recommend it. So, shout out to ATH. That's I, I recently switched protein powders i was doing like a whey base but per my friend kavika's recommendation i switched to um a vegan it's whatever the one from costco is yeah it's like a vegan protein powder what i like about it is not that i necessarily am on this like vegan train or anything like that at all but just whey versus the vegan i don't feel as bloated i feel like my body absorbs a little better a little faster yeah um the whey one was fine like i'll still every once in a while have like a whey like something like protein bowl it's not or bad something like that but um the uh, vegan one, that, that thing's good. But I have this new one that has mushrooms in it. Yes. So and you I, see, you start to see that like a lot of yeah. people are using mushrooms now. And I need to see if it's the same <clears throat> one. That'd be interesting if it's mm. the same one you guys are referring to. I mean, it'll just, like it's generally cordyceps, lion's mane. Um, the bottle is over there. It's It's got a list of what's on it. And according to Paul Stamet, um, you want something with certain types of mushrooms. You want fruiting body or you want the stem. And that's what makes the difference in the potency of it. He has a website where you can order like crazy cool like mushroom supplements that are like purest of the pure, like if you want the best of the best. And they're not that expensive. I feel like I want to experiment with that when I finish with my ATH thing. And I might try that and see what that's like and see if I feel any different. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. There's great micronutrients in mushrooms, I've heard. Yeah. Um. As far as like the food goes, I hate mushrooms. Really, Ugh, I love. I can't stand it. Yeah, loving uh, it. Yeah, I, I do like my some mushrooms. Like you ever get those mushroom burgers where it's just a fat like portobello mushroom instead yeah. of a beef burger? Yeah, dude. F that. There's no. I, there's no way. Well, now that you got your vegan protein, you might as well just start doing that. <laughs> well, he is our resident like caveman, so right. <laughs>
<laughs> it's start, we're starting early. <laughs> real, real quick, real quick though. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, so coming back to the protein thing, do you notice like you know this? Like, you go to the the the, the store and there's like a hundred different types of protein, yeah. and they're all selling you on this crazy cool packaging. But when you look at the, the ingredients, like there's some stuff in there, you're just like, what is that? Like, yeah. there's so many different like crazy crazy ingredients. But here's the other thing: um, when choosing protein powders, is like. Do you find that the different whey could be like different whey proteins, but it gives you like makes you super gassy? Yeah, that's the thing about whey is it makes you kind of bloated and gassy. Yeah, because I mean, like you could clear a room with those farts. Yeah, I, mean, I don't personally mind being gassy. It's I know other people mind. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely. I think other people would mind. But yeah, that's the thing about that's the other reason I switched. Yeah. I was like feeling a little bloated and a little gassy, and it just it's like finding that balance. Yeah. Well, okay. maybe you should switch back because now it feels like you're a little off brand. Yeah, that's true. If I'm the pubitarian, I need to be as gassy as possible. I should mix whey protein with a bean burrito in a blender from Taco Bell, and there should be my go-to. I think it just threw up a little in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm terrible. sorry, spammers. But I've been real into these like um, protein kind of bowls recently. You know where it has like it's like a protein, like you get like a vegan protein with like bananas, honey, like a little granola, a little peanut butter. <sighs> mm. I'm all about that, actually. That's really that sounds amazing. I'm yeah. so hungry right now. I'm fasting, so oh, nice. just the thought of that, like I could just just grind that so hard, <laughs> dude. It makes me. It also it's placebo a little bit. Like <laughs> if I go for a workout and then have one, I feel like it's immediately working. Like my muscles are growing. <laughs> well, I'm so you, swole right now. You do have your you do have that nutrient window, so you, it is probably good to have it like absorbed into your body. The downside to it is how much sugar is in it. Yeah, oh yeah, they're sugary for sure. Yeah, so like you're almost counteracting. So I'm breaking sugar. even. I'm game because before I just eat it with nothing. At least I'm breaking Well, the sugar's even. not so bad if you're utilizing it immediately. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. your body does need some yeah. sugar. Carbohydrates. Um, yeah, to like sort of feed your muscles. but And your brain. Yeah. And there is the excess. Yeah. That's that's the thing is where, how much excess are you ending up with afterwards? Yeah. You know, you go to like, you go to uh, what, Jamba Juice and you, you get a protein shake and it's like 500 grams of sugar. Yeah. And they put like, like sherbet in every one of their drinks. Like they just basically ice cream. People go to Jamba's juice. I'm being healthy. No, you're not. No, you're it's not. not. It's the McDonald's of like healthy acai burgers. Yeah. Burgers? Acai, burger? yeah. acai burger? Yeah. That's a thing? No. That was a misspeak. Speaking <laughs> of acai balls. Oh, quick... so, so you screwed up. <laughs> yes. Oh, burned. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Got him, guys. All right. We finally <laughs> got him. <laughs> Okay, this has gone on long enough. Yeah, before we uh, before we lose everyone, let's uh, let's actually kick it off with our first segment. All right, cool. And what do I do then, Buzz? Huh? You tell me. All right, this is an interesting. What would you do if segment? We uh, we have what the three of us, right? There's three of us here. We are going to create a hypothetical human being that is the sum of all the worst parts of the three of us. And he's going to be named Carl. If you ever run into a Carl, run the other way. So, who wants to go first? Who's want to be the initial self-deprecator? I'll go first. All right, let's do it. What do you, what do you hate about yourself? Procrastination. Ooh. Care to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done with that segment. Let's you, move on. Are you like um, self-diagnosed procrastinator or like widely known that, yeah, you wait till the last minute? I'd say self-diagnosed. Um, that people don't know the mad rush that goes on behind the scenes to get projects done. 
um, and I'm getting better and I'm very aware of it. So therefore I work on it all the time and, and like have to like pep talk myself every day to get stuff done. Otherwise I will leave it to the last minute. When did you f first start noticing this affliction? <clears throat> My whole life. Mm. As a child. As a child, I felt I was a major procrastinator. I came out of the womb and I was like, I take too long to do things. <laughs> it took too long to come out of the womb. I was born seven days late and I shall forever be known as the man who always puts stuff off till the very last minute. <laughs> that was a very bad impersonation of Brett. That's all right. They, uh, I didn't get the accent. They, I'm a bad all. impersonation of myself. They, they cut your mom open for a C-section and you had a needle and thread and sewed yourself back in and said, I'll come out when I'm ready. I feel like that's more along the lines of someone who just takes too long in the shower. I think we need some crickets for that. <laughs> I'll, Do not press I'll, that. I'll spare him. I'll, I'll spare not hit him. it. I feel like I'm going to get hit at some okay, point. Okay, so procrastination. <laughs> Got anything else about, I mean... Nah, just like I like to leave things to the last minute. So essentially, then... this, this guy, one of this guy's worst uh, traits is he just doesn't get anything done. Correct. Or he waits to the last minute and it comes out 2% of what it could be. No, I think that I give 100% and it always comes out like, but I kill myself to do it. Oh, you sacrifice your personal well-being. Yes. I will kill myself to make sure that I produce something as good as I can do it, or if, if not improve on the, the previous time. But yes, uh, I will kill myself to do it. All right. All right. Well, mine is much less psychological, emotional. It's more physical. Um, I have, as as... I have mentioned before, extremely sweaty palms and sweaty feet. Mm. So if I'm going to contribute one thing that I absolutely hate about myself is this guy's perspiring over everything. You cannot write on a piece of paper without like moistening it to the point where I have to peel it off the table. Like, you know, those temporary tattoos. <laughs> so Carl's really sweaty. Carl's really, really sweaty. Just right. constantly. And which, which is even worse because the sweat happens when I get anxious. And if I'm a, if I'm a chronic procrastinator, I'm sweating all the time. I'm missing deadlines, and as soon as I have to work on something, everything I turn in is going to have some sort of saltiness to it, you know? To the point where if he shakes somebody's hand, ten minutes later their hand is like a raisin hand. All right, I like it. My turn. There's so many things I don't like about myself. We'll, we'll agree with them. <laughs> no, okay, I'd probably say... um. Probably like a, it's a good and bad thing about me, but I'm like kind of a sensitive type of person. So I would say he's Carl's just going to be highly sensitive to everything. Someone says hello to him. Oh my gosh, what do you mean hello? What happened? What, what's wrong? Hello. So he's like on the what verge of like that? paranoia. I'm not paranoid. I'm not like a paranoid type of no, person. No, no, I would never say you're paranoid. Not at all. Continue, mother. Okay, so. Um, yeah, so I would just say Carl is extremely sensitive, which goes good with the sweaty hands because he's going to be so self-conscious about it. And if someone mentions, oh, your hands are a little sweaty, it's just going to throw him into a loop. Then he's just going to start pouring liquid from his palms and feet. Yep. Socks soaked in sweat. And because he's have to buy new shoes every two days. And because he's always worried about that, he really doesn't get anything done. So let's try to sum this up. He's constantly paranoid about what other people think and playing these hypothetical scenarios in his head. And this causes him to have anxiety, which makes him sweat, which gives him even more anxiety because now people are thinking, why is this guy sweating so much? This is obviously where he spends most of his emotional energy. And on top of that, he's a chronic procrastinator. 
So he routinely puts himself in extra stressful situations that just lead to more and more anxiety and more and more sweat and moistness. Carl. Moister than an oyster. I don't think I like Carl. I don't think I would hire Carl. Nobody likes Carl. What does Carl do? Carl is a risk assessment analyst for an insurance company. Oh, God. A risk <laughs> I think, management? I think, I think Carl is in charge of the light rail here in Hawaii. Oh, no, we're talking about hypothetical situations. We're not talking about actual real life. <laughs> I feel like there's an actual Carl in charge of that right now. Yeah, I do think so. <laughs> I think Carl is a cat guy. Is a cat guy? Go Brett, mm-hmm. Brett's like personality okay. a little bit. He has a lot of cats. I also think But Carl, he's probably allergic to them. Yeah, they're all hairless. Are, are any of you allergic to cats? No. My girlfriend is allergic to cats, but she's the one obsessed with cats. <laughs> Maybe we can throw one of her um, faults into the mix. <laughs> I don't want to play this game of throwing up. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. She's zero awesome. faults. I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> Shall we create a Karen from our wives? Negative. <laughs> Because we would be here all day. Yeah, um, you you can go first. Yeah, we're done. We we're go? done. We're done with this part. <laughs> that was fun, guys. That was worth a shot with Carl. Yeah, maybe you guys can hit us up on Twitter at CanaspamPod and give us an idea of what we think the best job for Carl might be, if there is one at all. All right, moving on. Draft. Why don't we let's talk about Parasite? <laughs> let's talk about Parasite. We're going to the Monster Draft. So recently, uh, Oscars came out, and this movie received Best Picture. So Nat, I was already interested in this movie before it won the award for Best Picture, and it won it, and it got me more interested, so I finally watched it for the first time like two, three nights ago. Parasite, Korean-directed movie, um, it's subtitled, which I always get a lot of people telling me how they hate reading a movie, and it kind of bugs me a little bit, because basically you're admitting that you don't read stories, as in read, because it's not that hard to like read the subtitles. During the movie, it's actually more interesting than reading a book because it's happening. And also, you don't miss a lot of things like, um, you know, mm. if if they're speaking with like an accent, like a lot of people like, let's say you're watching Peaky Blinders or a show like that where they're speaking English, but they're speaking English with a crazy accent and you miss a lot of the stuff. So therefore, having subtitles really actually helps. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I never thought about that. You don't you don't miss anything, but even just like a quiet scene. Where maybe because my TV sometimes the louds are really loud and then the, it's just hard to get a good a good um. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is um, I feel like a lot of movies right now and the technology that we have in our living room, it, they're like some mismatch because the loud action scenes are like break your speakers kind of loud, and then it goes to a dialogue scene and you can barely hear anything. Dunkirk, right? Yeah, that that was definitely one where I could not even figure out where the middle ground was. So I ended up just turning the subtitles on anyway. Yeah. So now I'm watching an English film with the subtitles on. Yeah. So I feel like it's not that big of a deal. It's frustrating because we like, we have a little daughter, right? She's sleeping and I'm trying to watch the show or the parasite. And the volume was up, up a little louder than I liked, hoping not to wake her up. And I thought, why do I even need a loud volume? I just, I'm reading it anyway. I don't necessarily need to like hear them speaking because I'm reading it. So I, I actually turned the volume down a good bit. Mm. Okay, anyway, so aside from subtitles, what did you guys think of the movie? 10 out of 10. It's one of the best films I've ever seen. Wow. 10 out of 10. Yeah. That's, that's like crazy. That's like 10 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, just that's the best rating you can give a movie. Like if you think of like a scale from 1 to 10. I mean, I'm no mathematician, but 10's pretty high up there. 
I just think it had everything in it. Like it was beautifully, yeah, yeah. beautifully filmed. The lighting was good. The story was told beautifully. It was, it had such good flow. And then it just takes you on a left turn and you're just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, my biggest thing was when I, when the movie finally ended, I realized that I had been literally sitting on the edge of the couch. At, like the entire movie, two minutes in, it's like they hook you with one thing and you cannot turn your head away from what's about to happen next. So to have that happen for an hour and a half plus, it was actually a longer like, than movie. Like, it was like a couple hours, hours, hours almost. Yeah. Yeah. So to have that type of like interest and just utter captivation in this movie for two hour, two plus hours is an incredible feat in it on its own. So you give it a 10 out of 10 as well, Kaviko? I would definitely give it a 10 out of 10. And I would say it's probably one of my top movies overall wow. that I've seen. Wow. Wow. I feel good. Um, I'm going to give it like, <laughs> I'm going to say eight and a half out of 10 for me, probably. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. The well, thing, just though, shows is, how unrefined you are. No, I just don't like <laughs> horror movies, really. It wasn't a horror not, film. I know. At the end, though, it took a turn. Yeah, but I don't think it was a horror film. I think it was more like a psychological thriller. thriller. Just thriller. Yeah. Um, the suspense, like a psychological because, suspense. Yeah. yeah, which is why I'm not giving it a lower grade, probably. I'm just not a huge horror movie genre fan. That's all. Mainly because it gives me horrible nightmares. Yeah, there is that. Like, and I really hate that. And I also hate um, the thing that I don't like about like horror movies and culture a little bit is it makes you afraid of real life. And that bugs me. Like, if you watch a lot of horror movies and you got to be in the woods at night by yourself, kind of makes you think there's going to be something there when there actually isn't because we've created that. And I just don't like that. That I'm altering a little bit of my real life because I saw something in a movie. Yeah. It's, that, that bugs me a little bit. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean I'm like, again, I separate that from saying a movie is a good movie or not. Like, I can still know that this movie is good for a genre and this and that, but also not enjoy that genre, if that makes sense. It's interesting because I, I'm i a big fan of horror movies, like the art of making a horror movie and like scaring somebody or psychological like warfare between the between the director and the audience, you know, um, and I feel like I mean, this wasn't by any if you haven't seen it, it's not a horror film. It's a, it, like like Brett said, it's a very like suspenseful, yeah, just yeah. kind of thriller movie. But the way it was shot was basically exactly like you would shoot a horror film like they use all the same similar techniques um just these slow like tension rot camera moves that just like put you on the edge of your seat and make you want to know what's happening next they cut out certain things so you on purpose don't know what's happening um like you know outside of the frame they create sounds that are happening but don't show you where they're coming from all of this super well thought through stuff that you typically see in a horror movie and they made it into a normal like you know, just psychological thriller. And I think that's what like really yeah. kicked it through the roof, you know, as far as a movie that just really draws you in. What? So, a, yeah. Sorry, Karen. Oh, well, I was just going to say, explain my eight and a half real quick out of 10. Okay. Spoiler alert a little bit. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie, maybe don't listen to this segment. Yeah, just fast forward, like hit the plus 30 seconds button twice yeah. and you'll yeah, be yeah. fine. So there's a part of the movie where um, kind of the son becomes like a tutor. Um, and you can just tell he's going to get the rest of his family in different positions in the household. Like the dad becomes a driver, mom, housekeeper, sister, another like art tutor. So I knew that like there was going to be this chain of how they're going to like get their family in. 
but I still was so intrigued about how they were going to do it and how are they going to pull this off. And that's what I loved is that it kept me guessing because I, it's like I knew it was going to happen, but I kind of was like, wait, wait, is it really going to happen? How are they going to do it? And I love that kind of like mystery suspense of the movie as well. Yeah, when a director can make you feel like you're finally in control and you know what's going to happen, and then immediately, without making it feel awkward or out of nowhere, make you feel like you're completely lost again, that's a very difficult thing to do in cinema. And to have to, to, have to do it over and over again for the entire film. Like I said, this is crazy. But what I thought was really cool <clears throat> was they made it in one scene, they made a horror scene. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. from a child's perception. Even as an adult perception, like, it was I got the, so good. The hibby-jibbies. Yeah. It did, yeah. I was like, bang, right there. That is freaking awesome. Well, when they were, like, describing that scene, that's when, like, the switch flipped in my head of, like, oh, snap. This is a different type of movie than what I thought I got into. Mm. Completely. And I went in with knowing nothing. I knew nothing about the movie except that it got an Oscar and people have been talking about it. But I mm -hmm. did not know the genre or anything. It was so good. It is. It's just so good. <laughs> it really is mind-blowing. We, we talked about this a little before, the, before we started recording, but it, it's not for everybody, right? Like, I think people, obviously you and I, we, we, we're into video um, and we appreciate a lot of the things that I feel like it's kind of lost on on some of the viewers out there, but it, on, an, on a whole nother level, it's not for a lot of people that are just looking for a good movie to like, you know how a lot of people watch a movie and they just want to feel good after at the end of some Marvel movie, there's a resolution and you get to see the character triumph and all this stuff. It's not one of those movies. And I feel like that's actually one of the things that's going to make it not popular over the mainstream because you really have to examine yourself after this movie. It really makes you think about like, these people are representations of people that actually exist out there in the world. And I'm, I have traits of both parties and both parties are horrible, like monstrous people. The movie's called parasite. And throughout the movie, they, they throw on a lot of, a lot of metaphors and a lot of them. I felt like I can totally relate to every single character in this movie. And it makes me self examine a little bit and it just doesn't make you feel good about yourself. And I feel like that is actually, a good thing if you're a filmmaker because it makes you reflect, but it just doesn't feel good as the viewer. And when a movie can actually cause the viewer to look into their own life and examine their desires and motives and just their general drive in life, you're talking about a whole different level of art here that most people aren't used to, especially nowadays when everything's about feeling good. Mm -hmm. 100%. But, you know, you say it's not for everybody, but here you have three people all different backgrounds, all different sort of life, you know, different, you know, we come from different places, but we all liked it. True. So there is that. That's true. But we all have a common commonality of, we enjoy kind of art or like the, yeah. the, we like the, um, can admire someone's work, even if it's not our thing. We true. all kind of have that in common. Yeah. Some people though, just like what they like and what they, if it's not what they like, they just don't like it. They can't right. even appreciate it. Like, I don't think my wife would be, would like it too much. Just in terms of like the way it ended, I know that that she doesn't like that. Like, it's I won't give it away, but like, she yeah, my, just doesn't my watch was, those things. Like, my she wife just was the same. Initially, she once the movie ended, um, she just she was like, I don't know why that was so special. But the more she thought about it, the more she like reflected on it, 
the more she started to appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was partly me like kind of preaching to her about like why right, I right. liked it. But at the same time, we're not at all a representation of the world out there, you no, know, no, no, between the three of us. But it is an interesting thing. We're more thing. refined. <laughs> and we're more intellectual than those. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Let's not get too carried away. I'm joking. But yeah, I, th- I think if if you're at all curious, I think you just need to watch the movie. It'll be an exciting ride either way. Just know that they didn't make this movie just to make you feel happy. Yeah. Just go in with an open mind. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll, you'll appreciate it on some level. So, um, I guess taking, taking that lead from suspense, horror, scary movies, movies in general, let's go to our draft. Milk was a bad choice. All right. On this episode, we are drafting, wait for it, movie monsters. <laughs> so how do we, how do we define a movie monster? Can we, should we throw out a definition for the spammers out there? Yeah. And I think. Brett would have a good definition. I'm going to put you on the spot a little. Because you watch more horror movies than Kavika and I, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed. You you watch a lot, though. I like horror movies. I don't know if I watch more than him. You're obsessed with them. I appreciate them. I I do. I mean, I I kind of am open to most things. It just depends how well it's done. I think that a lot of the new horror films are kind of... They they rely too much on CGI. Mm. And then it's not scary. You know, because you can see it's fake. Yeah, it takes you out of the... You know, when I think the old school horror makers, like the old school monster makers, like those those dudes had like mad skills, you know? So monster, I don't know, it's something that is just overall evil and is very extreme in what it does to So people. are we thinking, because uh, there's a lot of monsters in movies that aren't <clears throat> necessarily the bad guy, right? But maybe we're going to narrow it down to like, this is the villainous monster in a movie. Yeah, just monsters that like, well... Make you lose sleep at night. Got it. Okay, so this is just like pure fear. Yeah. Like fear what monster has created yeah. the most fear? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Fear-inducing. Fear-inducing monsters. Are we going to Rochambeau for this? Monsters that make you want to drop a deuce. Talk about a monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do odd man out to see who goes first. So paper and rock. One, two, three. Dude. Paper and rock. We all picked the opposite. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Oh my God. We just did Odd Man Out twice, and I said paper and rock. And the first time Nick picked scissors, and then the second time Brett picked scissors. <laughs> I'm going first because you guys are morons. <laughs> hey, it's okay. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll go last. <laughs> okay, so it's me, because <laughs> Brett, and Nick will go last on the turn. So why don't we go? Uh, we got three or four. I think we got four. There's a lot. You can do four. Yeah, we can do four. Let's do four. Okay. I don't know if there's a 101. It's kind of hard. The movies that I'm thinking about are all from the 80s. Now, I was born in the 80s, but I grew up in the 90s. So I kind of didn't really see them as they came out. But I feel like I'm on that same level where I appreciate the movies of that time and feel like the ideas of the characters were extremely intimidating and created genuine fear. So I'm going with... Freddy Cougar. Oh, 100%. He yeah. win. I think I honestly think he wins every time. You think he's the 101? Yeah. Okay, good. I feel like I was I could have messed that up because I could have gone so with something different because it is honestly before my time, but I appreciate it. The thing with Freddy Cougar is he gets you in your sleep, right? Dude. In your dreams. So you cannot escape this guy. When I was I think 9 years old, I saw 10 minutes of Nightmare on Elm Street number 1. <laughs> 
I didn't sleep for two weeks. Oh my right. gosh. It is just like, it's a, it's a pure psychological thing because. Absolute terror. Right. Absolute pure terror. Like, and it's funny because you watch it now and you laugh. It's ridiculous. Because it's super dark humor. Yeah. You know, and you're like, but I still think that the original Freddy was, if you compare it to the new Freddy, I think he's scarier. Robert England really made Freddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new ones, he's not as gross and wet. He's kind of just dry scars, you know? Yeah, it's but not as in, intimidating. Yeah, back in the day, he was like gross and like oozy and it was just nasty. The reason I picked him as my 101 is for a very similar reason. I saw it like one or one or two times when I was a kid and it genuinely scarred me. I mean, I was young at the time. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that can imprint on your brain and just ruin you for the rest of your life. But that one really screwed me up because I, to this day, if I watch a Freddy Krueger like film like that again, it actually brings up this childlike fear in me and I just don't like it. It's almost like a paranoia. You're and, legitimately scared. Yeah. yeah that's the, what I mean. You're, you're scared of Freddy Krueger. Like you just are. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. is. So, I mean, I, and I think a lot of people out there will relate. Yep. I, that's a good, solid, solid first pick. All right, that's my pick. One on one, Freddy Krueger. And I'm going to go for Pennywise the Clown. Wow. Two of the heaviest hitters off the board. That's good. Pennywise. You want to dive in the why, why you picked? Pennywise. The original. Pennywise. The original OG. Uh, it's again, another one that I didn't sleep. Um, I remember renting it from the video, like from Blockbuster, our equivalents of Blockbuster. And it was on VHS, of course, because um, I'm old. Um, but. Yeah, I remember looking at it, and the and the the age restriction on it was like, you have to be forty five to watch this movie. I think it was like, like, thirteen. It was a PG thirteen, and I was like, okay, I can handle this. And I turned the video off after the, the hey, Georgie, <laughs> the after the bathroom scene where the balloon, the, the blood balloon came out of the ba- out of the um. Never seen it. Just throwing that out there, by the way. I've never oh. seen it. Either of them? No. Like of the them. New- wow. None of it. Um, I feel like this is a disadvantage for Nick who doesn't watch horror movies. Yeah, I got a good one though. Don't you worry. I mean, the thing is like the original Pennywise, like the original uh, It film was great to a point and then it fell apart completely. And what happened was it actually ran out of budget. Mm. So they weren't able to finish it properly. And then I think the new Pennywise is good. I think the first one was good. I think the second one was way too cartoony. Um, You mean the the It and then It 2? Was too cartoony, or are you talking about just the both modern ones? No, the the the, the both mo- like the the latest one that you know they redid it mm-hmm. with um the Scars God brother um that was the, that played it. I thought it was a really interesting, cool concept. Um, but yeah, again, the second one, the second part, the second series of it, you know, sequel. The the sequel was like it was way too cartoony. Every scary thing mm-hmm. was like. What are we watching? A kid's like yeah, horror? Pure CG. Like, yeah, it was pure CGI. Like there was some kind of like creepy moments that could have been way better. But then like everything had like a cartoony huh. thing to it. Yeah. I mean, at some point, CG really does have a an adverse effect to like making a movie as good as it could be. It's true. So I, I'm definitely with you on there. It's the whole reason I don't like any of the new like Disney movies, like the new CG uh, Jungle Book or Lion King. It yeah. just. If you're going to make something CG, just make it overtly CG because we can tell people aren't stupid. Like Avatar. They just went all in on it. Right. 
I mean, and that was probably better, better done than... Uh, yeah, it definitely was. I agree. Yeah. Than some other things I've seen. But they're not trying to make it, like, real, you know? Yeah, they're not pawning it's just like, it let off it, as Let it be is, what it is. Yeah. Okay. Pennywise. That's a strong, strong pick. That would have been my number two if I, had to, if I could go again. Okay, my go. So I'm so glad you defined it in the very beginning, Brett, as we're picking a monster that induces fear. That's what we're defining as monster. Mm -hmm. So this movie came out in the, I think it was 80s, early 80s, I think. And I can't think of another movie that induces as much fear as this one for society, everyone. And I guess you can say it's a horror movie, but it's not like in terms of your guys, what you picked. And my pick is going to be dun 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 Jaws. Yeah. The, the shark in Jaws. That and is that's solid. a good one. That's, that was actually on my list. Yep. That's, yep. Yeah. Me too. Everybody is afraid <laughs> when they're in the water of a shark because of that movie. Yes, 100%. So <laughs> There's probably a, sh a strong span of time in whenever that movie came out. Probably about a few months where nobody was going in the ocean. Yeah. Dude, I was scared of going in the swimming pool. I oh, think yeah. it was Jaws. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Jaws 3 where it attacked the people in the swimming pool. Yep. Hey, Brett, I made you a little bubble bath. Why don't you jump in? Nope. There's a shark in there. Yeah. So I think Jaws is, I mean, it's great. And I feel like newer generation that's being born, they're going to miss out on it because it, if you watch it now, it doesn't hold up in the sense of how it looks because the shark is really bad. But. It holds up in the sense of the story and everything. It is it's good. I love. I it feel all. like Such spammers a good story. are uh, cultured enough where they are appreciate. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, these aren't our spammers. We'll give them a little bit of credit. Oh, they know what's up. They <laughs> and, know what's up. And the fact Jaws, that the, the shark like worked, like right, they 10, made them ten percent of the time. Shark. Yeah, ten percent yeah. of the time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. and they made it. They made it into one of the most uh, feared movie monsters ever. Yep, it's great. All right, it's genius. For my second pick, I'm going out on a limb here because I'm I'm going again. You know me. I'm going for the votes, guys. That's that's how I roll. So my next pick, I'm going with one that's, I would say, a little non-traditional. But I would argue that this is the most famous monster in all of history. Mm. Because I'm going with Frankenstein. Okay. Now, okay. and the reason is, everyone was afraid of Frankenstein because they didn't understand him. You actually mean... Um, monster. Not Frankenstein. Yeah, the Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein yeah. created monster. I'm going with Monster, I guess you can say. Um, right, isn't that what his name was? Monster? Yeah. Fra uh, that's the, a the Frankenstein Monster. Yeah. yeah. So that's my pick. That's a good one. It's good. I just think it kind of started the genre, sort of, of like kind of scary type creatures, if you will. And, uh, oh gosh, I mean, if you have you guys ever read the book, Frankenstein? No. Do you know what happens with him and the little girl? Oh, wow. Negative. Okay, basically he kills a little girl. Uncultured swine. By accident. He yeah. what? He like kills it. I'm pretty oh. sure I'm getting it right. He kills this little girl in the movie by accident. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but anyway, check it out. <laughs> so I'm picking um Frankenstein's monster. Very good. Okay. Very good. So you have you have Frankenstein's monster and Jaws, the shark from Jaws. Yep. It's back to you, Brett. I'm gonna go with uh, <clears throat> Leatherface mm. from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. I think I think with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, like it was done on such a low budget, but um, the sound effects, like that they used, um, and also just the the brutality of it was the super good. I actually have, I'm such a big fan. I have a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 
1975 um, mask and outfit that I used for Halloween. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you actually made a video with it and then uh, and posted it on Instagram or something. Yeah, didn't you? yeah, I yeah, yeah. I remember this. laughing my butt off. What, when what I do saw you mean video, by like, like? Dang, he went all out. Like, what do you mean by it's a 1975? Like, is it so, from so like, then or so the so the the mask is based on that movie. Oh, I got you. So there's a scene, there's the dinner scene in the movie where um, Leatherface is wearing, uh, I think it's Grandma's face on his face. Oh my gosh, I've never I've never seen this movie. Um, so it's like a it's like a like a really gross like old woman's um face and hair. It's pretty heavy. So he like murdered the grandma and <laughs> like then emotionally put her heavy. face on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm she like, probably died because they're all inbred. The whole family's like yeah. inbred. Um and uh they so basically and then the whole movie, everybody thinks the Texas Chainsaw Massacre really happened, but it's not. It's actually based on a guy that um was super into um digging up uh grave sites, stealing bodies, living with them. Um he had furniture made from bones and uh human skin, like a, a lampshade made of human skin. So they took his story and they created the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, he actually only, I think he only killed two people, but he is classified as a uh, serial killer. Killed a lot of serial. If you can see my face right now as he's explaining this movie, it's just like, I'm just... <laughs> he's yeah. describing a monster. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, oh, like the serial killer's name? Yeah. Um, I could not tell you. I don't know. Oh, I'm so irritated because I know it. Like I know the story so well. Um, watch documentaries on it. Well, that's too. what happens when you jump on a podcast and you throw a mic in somebody's face. All <laughs> memory and thoughts just go yes. to shit. It's yes. Good pick though, Leatherface. Ed Gein is his name. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Sweet man. I feel it's like that's I, solid. It's like you guys are talking about these movies, and I have no desire to watch them. But because you're talking about, them, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I should check these out. But then I remember who I am, and I'm definitely not going to check these out. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre is more disturbing than it is, like, scary, and then it just ends, and you're like, the What the hell, man? All right, Kavika. Okay, so it's back to me. I get two picks on my turn. Um, so these are going to be a second and third picks for me. Um, the first one, I just, I just want him on my team, because I think he's one of the coolest monsters ever. Um, he doesn't necessarily strike as much fear i think like psychologically outside of watching the movie but for the characters in the movie i feel like it was a very stressful and like fearful time so i'm going with predator yeah, Dang, yeah that dude, was on my that's list. a good one yeah, I that freaking is awesome love predator yes yeah, it's like I one of my him. favorite monsters of all time i mean i didn't go home and was like scared of him coming out of my you know closet or anything like that but just the you know it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of this masculine, like huge buff dudes running around the jungle and they're just crapping their pants because this crazy monster is tearing Alien. them to shreds. It's great. And um That's a you, tough pick. It's just tough because it's like you said, it's like Yeah, you're not really scared of it. It's not a horror movie. You're not afraid. You're more of just like it's this alien that they're that these soldiers are fighting. Right, but he's just so like badass. Yeah. Like it's one of the coolest movie monsters you could ever imagine like think of. So I just, I just love that. Predator is cool. He had dreadlocks. Yeah. Everybody with dreadlocks is cool. Isn't that a thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, and for my second one, this came out around the same time, and they actually, uh, they're, they're kind of related, I feel like. They've made a few movies where these two battle each other. I'm picking Alien. 
Oh, you took oh, okay. it. You took Ridley it. Scott. Alien is. You took it from me. <laughs> so Alien, um, if you haven't seen it, everybody, I mean, how, I don't know how you haven't seen it. Bursts out of your chest, you know, grows extremely fast and just destroys an entire ship of people in space. Yeah. So you got the added fear of like space and endless nothing and you're stuck on this ship with this creature that is seemingly indestructible and utterly terrifying dripping with secretion and slime (laughs) and these crazy like silver diamond teeth that can poke a hole through your head it's just so cool when the one alien opens its mouth up and is like screaming and then the other little alien comes out right (laughs) yeah this is the diamond toothed alien oh yeah, yeah yeah and um not just alien but like their whole the whole ecosystem of the alien is terrifying right yeah it traps you it kind of puts you into like some cocoon type thing for its children or its larva and then you have to sit there and wait while this creature comes out of an egg latches itself to your face face and impregnates you with what you now know as like the the alien from the movie yeah that is terrifying i love that movie great movie great monster and really then also a great art um, yes. from Geiger. Incredible art. And it spawned this whole series of movies. Yeah, Species. Like, it's pretty much mainstream. Yeah, like, but a lot of them suck. Anywhere. A lot of the newer, like Alien 1, 2, and 3 are, are good. But then right. after that, it really took a dive. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't know what was between those and, like, Alien versus Predator is just fun. Yeah, right? yeah. It's our generation. Like, I'm going to check this out because Predator, Alien, who's yeah. not going to go look at it? But um prometheus yeah the newer newer stuff i think prometheus was actually pretty good prometheus yeah. is one of my favorites yeah, yeah. No, that, but you know what i mean there was like alien four <clears throat> five six or yeah there's some and, weird stuff yeah. that happened and then kind of went off the rails but i think if if as it, if a movie doesn't have the original director behind mm-hmm. it you know um ridley scott and and um you know that kind of thing then that's where i think it falls down mm-hmm. and um yeah, the, so like with Prometheus, Prometheus was so awesome. And then I, I can't believe I'm forgetting what came after Prometheus. Yeah. It was... Uh, Alien... Um, or, it was some like origin story, like sequel origin story for Alien. Yeah. Because all Prometheus was supposed to have come before Alien, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Prometheus is the first one, and then the second one is like directly afterwards. And then and then Alien 1 starts. Right. So... Yep. Yeah. So I am a, here with Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger, Predator, and Alien. Damn, dude, that's a good choice. I'm feeling pretty good about my picks, man. Choices. I don't know what you guys are about to do right now. It's Alien Covenant. That's, that's Covenant. That's, that's, what a, that's a yeah, really good. Yeah, both of those are. I, I really appreciated those movies. Yeah. So my third pick would be the Blob. The Blob. That's a great pick, man. I had that on my list. Really? It's iconic. That's it's why. like such a, it's so uh, it's obscure. Also super it's such obscure. A, like a cult yeah. movie. No, that's not obscure. Everyone knows the movie The Blob. I mean, I I only well, watched yeah, The but... Blob later in life. Yeah, but if you were doing like drive-in movies back then, like that was like the sc- the scary movie. Yeah, The Blob is like just weirdly scary because it's not like it's a fast moving sneak up on you kind of thing it just moved slowly and consumed everything in its path and i think like the cool special effects like where you know like it like went over people and their skeleton was inside that was kind of cool it was cool so i feel like we should title this draft more like best movie monsters well isn't that 
yeah. the the well, idea. Initially, we had said the most feared, like inst- oh. like struck oh, fear, okay. like the blob. Does it's not a scary. Th- I'm not like up at night thinking about. Oh my god, I hope the blob doesn't get me. You know. But it is like one of the most appreciated monsters. You know? It is. Yeah. So let, yeah. let's do that. Let's rename it to the best movie monsters. Okay. And okay. whatever you define that as is, is whatever. What's number four? Okay. So we got the blob. You have Pennywise. And you have uh, Texas Chainsaw Man. Leatherhead. Leatherface. 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 Yeah. Got it. Okay. So I get two picks now. You get your two final picks. Yeah. So right now I currently am sitting at Jaws. Jaws. And Banger the pick. monster from Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster. Thank you. Um, for my last two picks, I can't believe I landed over here. Um, but we're definitely going to go with Jason. Yeah. That's my third pick. Friday the 13th. Classic. Right. Resurrected from a lake and goes on. And ki- that hockey mask that he wears is it's freaky, man. <laughs> I mean, it's iconic. It's iconic. It, it is iconic. Extremely I mean, iconic. It, has, it has, you know, spawned. Ha- I mean, you go to the Halloween store and there's like 50 Jason masks. Yeah. The, so, he's the ultimate resurrected yeah. villain. Wasn't there like a Jason versus Freddy? Freddy, yeah. yes. Freddy or something like that. Freddy versus Jason. And then yeah. they're Jason in space. And it's yeah, it's really crazy. bad. I think it was Friday the 13th, 99. But nevertheless, there's these cult movies that people will just watch because they love the villains and just love the lore around them. So yep. whatever. Just keep making them. All people right. will watch them. For my last pick, this one's tough. It's, I'm, I was kind of like afraid of this one when I was little. I think I've seen like one or two of the movies, and oh my god, you're gonna I, I laugh have a, at it a little bit about this, and you're gonna break my heart if you pick what I think you're, you're gonna. gonna pick. You're gonna laugh at this a little bit, but I was just so afraid of him for whatever reason. He was just very creepy, very weird. You say him? Yeah. Okay, I'm out of the water. Um, Chucky. Yeah, Chucky was like I just was kind of even He's though it's creepy. like a doll, creepy as it just heck. was so creepy and. Like uh, definitely no. afraid of him. Yeah, no, I, I was I was very scared of um, dolls. Um, there were back in the eighties, there were a lot of doll films. Yeah, you know, you had um, you know Child's Play, and then you had like a bunch of um, different scary doll films. I think the one was actually called The Dolls, mm. and then there was another one with these like little puppets, The Puppet Master. Okay, that's a classic eighties like ho- like I don't know if we, if it was kind of. Because it's kind of funny. Like, if you watch it now, it's kind of funny. But back in the day, like, these puppets coming alive and killing people in pretty gross ways. Yeah. was really scary. But, yeah, dude, Child's Play is a classic. That is because everybody had, like, or, Some knew, doll. or knew of someone that, like, you know, you go to your grandma's house and she collects dolls and they're all staring at you. you yeah. Know, and you're like, uh, you know, which one's going to kill me? Yeah, that's exactly. So, yeah, that's my last pick, Chucky. So, just to, we'll go over what we have. But I got Jaws. Frankenstein's monster, Jason and Chucky. That's a Sweet. that's a that's I feel a, like we all have yeah, super think, strong I think, themes. <laughs> I think like, you know, if you think of the horror genre, like there's so many good Yeah. Yeah, there's still there's so many I could have picked. There's but a lot on the table still. It's we like, can we can, after we all pick, we can kind of name a few we didn't. Well, yeah, up. we'll we'll give some uh sh- like uh honorable Nots. mentions. Yeah. Number 4. Um you know, I find it very. I'm so judgmental of of horror films these days. Like I'm like, that was crap. You know that didn't scare me. Or I even though I will look at, I will watch the film through my fingers. Genuinely, at you know 40 years old, I still do it, and scare the crap out of myself. I I pretend not to watch it through my fingers. I watch it through my very small eyelids. No, that's what I do. So I do that. that that's <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Squint, yeah, so it doesn't yeah. look like you're being a little wimp, but. You're so, not seeing the I whole thing. I will say I do like to be scared. Um, and, you know, horror films these days, they, they kind of, 
just super lame. You just go, oh, that was terrible. But I will say that the conjuring, the original mm. conjuring was very well done and it scares. It was yep. done. It was well done. And, and kind of the story was good. Um, what was the doll's name? Annabelle. Annabelle. So that's the, is that the, that isn't monster? the, it's not, the, I don't think it's the monster in the film. Cause Annabelle, Actually, Annabelle was the doll that, encapsulated the monster well uh, annabelle is like is is like a very is part of the story it's not the entire story annabelle right. is mentioned um and how they got her right the couple that do like all those so sort backstory. Of, yeah uh sort of do the exercise the, not yeah. exorc they like exercise houses yeah right instead of people or something yeah like locations and she was kind of a clairvoyant type kind of person right and then the guy would strike what or whatever like at you know, do battle, spiritual battle with the monster. And then yeah. There's, I mean, I mean, coming from that, so many things have spawned from that film. You know, mm -hmm. you have an Annabelle spinoff, you have the nun spinoff. Are those related? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're oh, all related, which is funny because I'm going as the nun for this Halloween. <laughs> You've got it planned out cool, in dude. February. I dude, I spent a whole year making and gathering stuff for my Pennywise costume one year. Dude. You're I gotta whole, see. I need yeah. to see pictures of all your costumes. This is cool. I don't know why we haven't. I mean, we're both filmmakers. We should just make of like a, a legit like horror film a at short. one point. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like a, like a fifteen minute horror film. Like I go all out, contact lenses, fake teeth, all out. You you're already scaring me. I would be afraid. Like if I ran into you, like as a like if you were all dressed up and I ran into you, like oh Nick, what's up, man? I'd be like yo. I can't talk to you. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just telling Nick, it's funny, like, even for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when I did that costume, I went out and I bought it. You can buy a toy, toy chainsaw that, like, the, the, the blade moves and it makes a sound, and, but it's bright yellow. It's super cartoony. Mm -hmm. So I painted it the same color as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre chainsaw, sourced a um, part from the chainsaw in the movie, so the same model uh -huh. in the same year. I sourced a part and I attached it to my plastic chainsaw. <laughs> this I is... weathered it. I weathered it like to make sh make it look like the paint had chipped off it. Like it is pretty cool. So your 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 um experience of like making scale models is paying off in like real world filmmaking situations. I think it's just like the cosplay thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big cosplay dude because I don't really like like the fantasy characters. Mm. But if you really think about it, like car characters are fantasy characters but so i like true. the scary stuff yeah and then like the ability to like simply like not to create something from like basically just change the color of something mm -hmm. and and add, maybe add a few things and make it look super legit yeah um rather than building like a robotic arm or a, a space weapon from scratch I, I i couldn't do that you know um but yeah uh, the cosplay thing is pretty fun so just for the sake of the, when I'm putting this poll up on Twitter, what, what am I putting up for conjuring? Like what, what is the, the enemy, the monster, the villain? Is there a name for it? That's a tough one. Yeah. Cause it isn't really like something substantial. Let's just do this. Let's just go with the nun. Okay. Okay. Because that is pretty terrifying. Man, I feel like I'm out of the loop on that one because it's so new. Like I saw the conjuring terrifying, Never but it, I mean, if, I'll just take your word for it. If the nun is ever, er, at all on par with the conjuring i think people that are into like that conjuring movie and they'll know the yeah. nun and yeah, yeah, be yeah like yeah. Oh, oh but i yeah i know nothing about this it's movie. just creepy it's more creepy yeah. and and like 
again, it's a person rather than CGI. Right, right. You know, it's, you know, it's pretty good. Okay, okay. So you guys have your four. I have my final pick. And I'm debating whether I want to go cool, fun, cult movie or like true, maybe along the lines of The Nun. I know what you, earlier, if you may have noticed, I was like, I snapped my fingers. I'm like, oh my gosh. I know what he was referring to when I was picking. I know who he's going to pick. But go ahead. <laughs> well, just because you said that, I feel like I have to pick that now. Yeah, you do. Me and Jordan are huge fans of this movie. It's an old, old movie, but in the same vein of like making a monster that's not CG, I feel like this movie did an extremely good job for its time. And I'm talking about a movie with Kevin Bacon in it. You guys know where I'm headed? Oh, I know. Underground Monsters. Okay, I do. You've seen Tremors? Yes. I freaking love the original Tremors. I love Tremors. That's not at all what I was thinking. <laughs> what were you thinking? They're going to go The Exorcist. Oh, the no. original one, the little girl. I, I it's thought, great, yeah. I thought about going there too, um, but I'd already committed to the conjuring. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like more iconic, just like yeah, I love monster tremors. monsters, not humanoid monsters. That's I, where I gravitate to. I love Tremors, man. It's so good. But I mean, even the second one was yeah, pretty good. I enjoyed good. it, but then they got kind of crazy and they start doing all kinds of weird stuff. But it's timeless. You can watch it now. Yeah, you can watch it now and still enjoy it. You know. Yeah, I, it, to this day, when I watch that movie, I feel like when they break through the cement um, divider that it conked itself out on, when that thing breaks down and they react to the smell of this thing, I feel like I can smell it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Every single time, I'm like, oh, looks gross, and it, it something happens to my nostrils where I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. But that was one of the funnest like movies from when i was a child my my shout out to my dad he liked that movie and showed me it i don't know many people that like talk about it though and know no. about it it's kind really? of like it's 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 just it is kind, a of, cult you, kind of yeah you just kind of accept it and it's just yeah, like yeah. um so between that one the one that i was gonna pick because we're all we've all chosen our four already we can throw out some uh, honorable mentions the one i was debating was either samara from the ring Mm, or okay. uh, yeah. the grudge. I don't yeah. remember what the monster was called, but I mean, if you say the grudge, people know what it is. Yeah, yeah it's just the. Yeah. yeah, I feel like those two movies specifically um, were the starting point for movies like The Conjuring, because at you know there was this whole st- uh, span span of time where horror movies were just bad, right? They're just they're just you had stuff like where they were kind of just discovering CG, right? And they were learning how to use it and. It wasn't didn't really translate to the type of fear that you experienced when it was just hair and makeup and and all this like practical effects. And then when the the grudge and the ring came online, it really brought stuff back to like, wow, this is a really like psychologically terrifying film. And those two movies for me were like big marking points in in like horror movies as we see them now. Yeah, because current ones. What I feel like happened was there was all these like people horror movies like Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. Pinhead. Jason, yeah, and then Hellraiser. it sucked, right? After the 80s into like late 90s, 2000s, yeah. horror movies kind of sucked. They weren't like there was the definitely same a downswing until they started switching to more like spiritual, like yeah. kind of the conjuring, like a sp- evil spirit type stuff mm. or paranormal activity oh, that yeah. kind of, you, you know what I mean? And, and it's not really like a specific person. It's not like a Kruger. Mm-hmm. It's like, but paranormal activity, people say that movie is very scary. I've never seen it. Yeah. Oh, man. It is. I'm getting the chills just thinking it, of paranormal activity. Paranormal activity is so well done because it's done on a budget. 
you know, super simple and uh, so good. It's I've never genius. seen What's the horror in, is there a character? No. Well, it's just an entity. The the yeah. thing that makes it scary is it looks like it's filmed on somebody that just has a security like um like they set up their house with security oh, cameras. Okay. So that's how they they were able to take this small budget and make a truly terrifying thing because it literally looks like the documenting of an occurrence that happened at somebody's house because it's this just that same quality that you I got get. You. So it's just like a camera in the corner of the ceiling filming All the around room. the house, right? So and that's the whole movie. Uh, essentially, right? Essentially, they, yes. They, they yeah. make it to look like it's somebody that, because anybody can own these like consumer level video cameras, it looks like it legitimately could have been just done by somebody. I got you. It was sort of like yeah. um, Blair, along the same line of Blair Witch Project, Handy Cam in the Woods. Yeah, anyone or, can do uh, it. Cloverfield. Yeah, genius movie. Like, it made me sick though. I couldn't watch it. It made me just nauseous because of all the running around with the handy camera. Yeah. I, yeah. I this is um. This is still. It's. Nothing moving around, you know. They, Those are static. Yeah, I mean, like the, the guy, the guy, the story is he has a video camera, so he's kind of like filming, and they're filming each other and stuff. And then he, because of stuff happening, like he puts up video cameras, mm. and and then he watches it back, and is like, oh my gosh, that was like really weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing with uh, with paranormal paranormal activity is that that kind of stuff has been documented, mm-hmm. playing with Ouija boards. You know, opening up uh, other channels to things. Um, along those same lines, have you guys ever seen The Fourth Kind? Heard of it? Never seen it. Isn't that an alien film? Yeah. Have you seen it? You no. haven't seen it, Brett? Brett, you would freaking love this movie. They intercut actual, like, doc, you know, the documented footage you're talking about? Yeah. So this is a well-documented occurrence, documented occurrence that happened in Nome, um, Alaska. And they have actual footage from like the case. And it's even in the beginning, it says you can believe whatever you want to believe, but they'll play like the documented footage next to like a, a modern reenactment of it so that you can kind of get an actual idea of what's happening or what they interpret as happening. And the footage that you see in this thing is extremely like just jarring. It, even if you even if you think it's fake. It's done in a way where, in the sim- similar way where paranormal activity is done with like a regular camera to make you feel like this could actually happen, it gives you that same vibe. And it's, ugh, I, I get the heebie-jeebies just I thinking about it. I feel like we're it. turning into like uh, conspiracy theories now. Yeah. Do you think it's fake, personally? Um, just curious. Put uh, you on the you spot. Mean, probably not. I, don't, I mean, I don't buy into the idea that it's real, yeah. but I don't want to take the chance and go to Nome, Alaska and just hang out and try to find out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, like it's probably fake. My I lean towards fake, but I don't want to take the chance that it might be real because that makes it a better story. Is like, oh, this this could be real, and be careful. But that's what makes a horror movie terrifying. It doesn't matter if you think it's fake or not. It's that two percent of your brain that thinks this could actually be real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it horrifying. And this movie lives in that two percent of your brain, and it just makes it grow as much as your brain allows. And that's what makes it scary. So you would love this movie, Brett. Okay, cool. I'm down to watch it. You ever you ever seen the movie The Thing? Dude, yeah. dude. Like, bro, I'm sitting here going, listening to uh, Kavika jabber on about whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, my BS. But all I can think of is honorable mention, The Thing. The original John Carpenter. Yep. Even the remake was actually pretty good. But the original John Carpenter, The Thing, is so damn Good. Yeah, I know. I like that movie. So you were on the same wavelength. Yeah. I have to listen to him jammer all the time, and I got great things going on up here. 
Yeah, if you look in my head, oh, burn! In my head, like, like, what is it? Was it The Simpsons or was it a Family Guy with the monkey with the with the? That's Simpsons. It's The Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> is that Simpsons? I think so. Yeah. But, I think it is. I, I I see Homer doing it. Yeah, I, I like that movie though. The thing I saw yeah. that. I think again, my dad introduced me to that, that movie. I think and it was good. I actually I watch it quite re- regularly. I think I've seen it probably like six or seven times. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. One movie that kind of comes to mind is The Shining. Yeah, I, that's got to be brought up. Yeah, it's weird though because it's not really a monster, right? Yeah. But honorable mention for The Shining is the old lady in the bathtub. Yeah, right. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Mm. Anyway, is that a Let's uh, uh, picks real fast. I have Jaws, uh, Frankenstein's Monster, Jason, and Chucky. Brett, you have? I have uh, Pennywise the Clown. Leatherface. Leatherface. Conjuring. The Conjuring. The Evil Spirit in the, the Conjuring. Yeah, the Evil Spirit, so let's go with no, the, the Nun. Yeah, with the Nun. Yeah, the Nun. That's the right. Nun. Uh, the Blob. Yep. Blob. The Blob. That's good. And Old Man Lopez is sitting here with Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Uh, Alien from the movie Alien, Predator from the movie from Predator, the movie Predator. Mm-hmm. and then I wrapped it up with uh, Tremors you basically, from the movie Tremors. You basically picked all your favorite movies except Freddy Krueger, right? Alien, Predator, because that one Tremors. generally scarred me. So I was like, I have to pick this because yeah. it ruined my life. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, guys. Well, that is our episode for today. Thank you so much, Brett, for joining us again. Thank you. This was um, fun. You can catch us on Twitter at Pod if you want to vote for your best or your favorite selection of movie monsters or whatever. Um, definitely hit that five-star button and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast. And other than that, anything to add, guys? Yeah. Uh, leave a review on any platform you're listening on. Yeah. And in, in yeah. the off event that you're not listening on the Apple Podcast, just uh, hit whatever the, the highest rating is on that platform and uh, we'll greatly appreciate it. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Shoots. Thank you.